Welcome to Phase Zero, Episode 26. We're already on 26 of these. Where is the time going? There's only one episode of Loki left. I don't even know. Is this the TVA? Is this Earth? Is this real life? I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. We have Aaron Perrine here. What's going on, everybody? And we have a special guest today who I'm very excited to have on the show. Uh, a first-round NFL draft pick out of Ohio State, four-time NFL Pro Bowler. Our first guest on Phase Zero who might actually have a shot if they were ever in a fight with the Hulk. Above all, uh, we know he's a huge Marvel fan, so we invited him to Phase Zero to chop it, up, uh, chop it up with us. Number 97 on the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end, Cam Hayward, is on Phase Zero. What's up, everybody? How we doing? I'm Garrett. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. It's good to finally get to talk with you. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, I've been listening to the, po- the podcast on Spotify and, you know, now I'm going to have to like not listen to this one for the first time just because <laughs> I don't want to hear myself talk. <laughs> I feel that, man. Every once in a while, I'll play one of these back and I'm like, people listen to this. Like when I hear myself, <laughs> I'm like, Jenna sounds so smart. Aaron is so good. And then there's me. Uh, but, but, uh, it's going to be fun. We like to uh, we like to get our guests started on phase zero with an icebreaker question. So I got one for you. All right. Uh, if you had to have an Avenger as your quarterback, oh, who gosh. are you putting under center? Oh, man. I think Captain America would handle the speeches, but, um, man, I would have to go probably Hawkeye. You know, he, you know, he locks onto his targets and always completes it. That makes a lot of sense. I think Captain America is more of a coach. Yeah, yeah. hands down. Yeah, yeah. Old you know, Iron Man's your, you know, your uh, – your OC, um, Hulk's probably uh, your offensive lineman or defensive lineman. Um, and I don't know where everybody else is going to be because uh, hopefully I, they even let me on the team. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you're uh, you're Marvel fan. And first of all, I'd love to hear how you, how you kind of got introduced to the Marvel world, but also it led to you getting a signed gauntlet from, da- from Iron Man himself, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, man. Um, the way that worked out was just crazy. Um, we have like um, a pretty good mutual friend in Brad Lambert, um, who was pretty good friends with uh, Jimmy. Um, to- I mean, Roberts, Roberts, uh, friend from years ago. Um, rest in peace. He just passed away this past year, but he had hooked it up. Um, I wasn't even expecting it, you know. Brad had just mentioned, like, you know, we might be able to do something. And then all of a sudden I see this video and I'm like, holy crap, this is Robert Downey Jr. This is Iron Man. And he <laughs> sent me a, a freaking gauntlet. You know, my kids were trying to play with it. I had to, like, put, like, a glass container around it because they were really trying to go to go to work on it. Um, and it was, like, starting to fade a little bit. And I was starting to get a little annoyed. I was like, this just doesn't happen every day. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, dude. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I know Brad. Brad's a friend of mine as well. He's a really good dude, and I know oh, yeah. uh, all the Pittsburgh connections there probably helped grease those wheels too. Yes, they did. Yeah. You know, that's they made awesome. a dream possible for this you know small little Marvel fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to ask you something uh, as somebody who probably has some some insider info in the NFL over there. Back when Avengers Endgame came out, mm-hmm. Sean McCoy, I don't know if you remember this, he tweeted yes. out those major spoilers right. about Avengers Endgame. I was lucky. I had seen the movie already. Wow. Yeah. Most people had it because it was Thursday night. Yeah. I, I blocked him. 
<laughs> I blocked him. That's when I heard that was going on. I was like, I'm not even going to look at his comments because if he ruins this for me, I'm going to be super hot. Um, you know, that movie, like my buddies were like, we all went for my birthday. Um, and so my buddies are like, did you see the news? And I'm like, no, they were like, LaShawn's ruining the movie. So I was like, okay, let's block this out right now before we even get started. Um, and luckily I didn't look at anything because I would have been uber disappointed if they ruined it for me. No, oh, he he was slimy on that one. The way he yeah. like changed the spelling intentionally so that it would like get through people's muted keywords. Listen, you ever you ever run into him on the field? Run into him extra hard for all of us. I will. He's a, he's a Pittsburgh guy too, but I will make sure he knows that that was not welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're going to get to some MCU news. Uh, we're going to run. Th- this has been quite a week of tea. Uh, I wouldn't call it news. It's been very uh, gossip column friendly, uh, especially the photos. We get, we're not going to not talk about these photos. Like Aaron scratching his head. Jenna's already laughing. Uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya and Tom Holland. I don't I always listen. Uh, and Tom Holland were spotted kissing each other. And the timing is really sus. Like, I'm not saying this is fake because I think that there are two happy people who are having fun. But the timing on the toy leaks and the trailer demands and they suddenly get caught. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Uh, I talked about this with Spencer and I think Jenna, too. I don't even think I was on that morning. <laughs> I just woke up and turned my phone over on my bed and it was like, oh, my God, the suits. And then scrolled out even further. I'm like, oh, my God, Tom, Tom Hollis and I are like canoodling the, the intrigue, the absolute scandal of it all. But I know how you feel, Brandon, because me and Spencer definitely, I'm like, is is like uh, executive at Sony sending them an edible arrangement right now for providing the perfect distraction from all the other other plot-related leaks that came out? I don't know. It seemed a little sus. I'm with you on that one. It's like Sony said, we need a distraction, and they were like, they understood the assignment. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, listen, is it real? Is it fake? Who are we to say? I don't really care. The pictures made me happy. They look happy. Uh, Every time I've ever interacted with them, they've both been delightful. So, hey, more power to them, whatever it is they're doing. Well, and it feels like they've been, like, there have been rumors about them dating ever since, like, before Homecoming came out. Like, this has been a long-running thing. And so it's, like, this is the weirdest, like, long-con guerrilla marketing for the Spider-Man franchise I've ever seen. Like, hey, if you want to see these two smooching each other you have to wait and then also we're going to completely ignore all of those toy leaks that came out way too early by yeah. putting all of this out so yeah, yeah it's that's crazy. right it's nuts because like when did marvel become tmz I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like like it's crazy like they've literally just gone all for the gossip all for the scandals like i'm picturing like feige just holding on to the pictures being like drop the pics now like, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson mode. Give me yes. pictures of Tom and Zendaya. <laughs> Man. Well, listen, if you're Tom and Zendaya and you're, you're that age, you're traveling the world with these people, you start to, what, what else are you going to do? You know, you're young, good, <laughs> awesome people. Something's going to happen, maybe, if you want it to. Uh, and then, I mean, listen, more tea. Steven Dorff, if you're asking who's that, well, he played Deacon Frost and Blade more than 20 years ago. I'm not discounting Blade. Blade is a movie that helped build comic book movie franchises and made them possible. It was in that era. 
where comic book movies were pivotal. You had the original Spider-Man, X-Men. You didn't even have Dark Knight mm -hmm. or Iron Man yet. Like that was that that age, a five-year span from like '98 to 2003. But he played Deacon Frost. He's he, I, I don't know if he. I wouldn't say he's a pillar of the Blade franchise. Uh, and he was just talking all this smack about Black Widow, which is just mind-boggling to me. Uh, he said he's embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson. He said the movie looks like trash. Cam, I'm going to go to you on this one, man, because, like, I, listen, trash talk is a part of the game sometimes. But in this world, I feel like it's not something like you also just like this isn't the place for it. Right. You know, haters are going to hate. You know, that's what happens. But, you know, I, I like to think that guy is probably, you know, the one guy who said Patty Ding 2 was like the worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always that one person who just has to go against the grain. Um, and he probably didn't even watch the movie. He was probably high or drunk or something, just probably zoned out. So, you know, to each his own. <laughs> Certainly a possibility. I mean, it's weird. It's just weird to me. Like this is we're finally getting this this woman who has been a side character and hasn't been able to shine and has been just sexualized and like not made given a full story is given a full story. And that's the one you take a shot at, dude. Like, are you just dumb at that point? I don't get it. Like having seen the movie, he could not be more incorrect. Like I, there, <laughs> I, agree, I agree with you. I, yeah, I've seen it. I agree. Like, like we talked about this last week. It's just like there, there is so much more to the movie than, Stephen Dorff is trying to argue that it, it does. So like you said, having a bone to pick particularly with that movie just feels so misogynistic and just kind of sad to me because it's like there, I don't know. Like I, it, it was kind of frustrating given how long we have waited for a Black Widow movie that then he's just over here in the corner trying to act like it's a stupid thing. Yeah, bro, do better. It's like he saw that terrible, stupid review from, uh, from um, Guardian that was like, yeah. I missed the cough syrupy purr of Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> voice. And he was like, I can do you one better, bro. Uh, like, bro, this is this, like, listen, some men are not, <laughs> not, not that bright. I had uh, just forgotten that review. And then you just put it back into my head. It's so just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like who says that? I don't get it. Anyway, uh, Aaron, did you, did you, before we move on, I want to give you an opportunity to speak on this if you want to. Uh, I had to write this up for the site. So I was shocked when like it got dropped into our like workspace and I was like, wait, what? And I read the quote and I was like, wait, so you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it and you you mad? What are you mad about? Like it's very, very strange. He's kind of like this weird iconoclast character where he just likes to stir up trouble and be controversial. So you probably don't want to feed the trolls. Also, Cam, you ain't seen it either, huh? We just nope. on the outside looking in. Nope. These two have already seen it. I know. They're bragging and like I'm like, damn, how many more yeah, days I, I gotta wait? <laughs> I'm seeing it again tomorrow night. I'm going to IMAX tomorrow night. Cam, when are you watching it? I'll probably watch it either on Disney Plus first, and then I'm going to go to the theaters to watch it as well. I got to watch that. I got to watch the Fast and Furious movie, too. I just haven't had time to go. I just got back from vacation. So, you know, I heard you guys talking about uh, Fast and Furious when, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Tyrese and that whole debacle. So, you know, I, those are the two movies that stick out right now that have a little bit of extra behind it. Yeah, that's the, that's that parent life. Yeah, <laughs> you fall behind on movies a little bit sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't feel you. I can't relate. I'm going to be honest. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, Downey unfollowed. Robert Downey Jr. unfollowed a whole bunch of people on Twitter, including everybody from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Aaron, go ahead. 
Cam, I was going to ask you, this is this he's taking a play, page out of an athlete's playbook. You know, when you have teammates <laughs> who get mad with y'all or whatever, yes. and unfollow everybody and unfollow yes. the organization. Is, does this sound familiar to you? Very. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've had, uh, you know, not everybody likes you, you know, and sometimes they, they, they tune you out. They, they unfollow you. I'm not going to lose sleep over an unfollow. Like, we're dealing with some millionaires that are crying about spilled milk or crying about, oh, you, you didn't get the ball enough or something. You know, I don't know the whole deal with Robert Downey, but, you know, I don't see the whole thing behind unfollowing everybody. Who doesn't like Chris Evans? Like, he seems like a good dude. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like this is more of just maybe he wants to call attention to the 43 people he's still following or something. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know, because every you, he whoever on his team did that or if he did that, they know full well we're going to notice and go look at the people he's still following. So I, I can't imagine there's bad blood there with the, between Downey and the Marvel family, but maybe there is. Maybe I don't know. But More money. Just, hey, Bring them back. I'll, I'll watch Iron Man. I'll watch an Iron Man series every Wednesday for the rest of my life. I'm not going to lie about it. But uh, but uh, that's it for the tea. <laughs> now we have actual news. Uh, this one, this this one's pretty quick. Kevin Feige said there won't be any Fantastic Forecasting announcements anytime soon. Interestingly enough, Fantastic Four stuff kind of tied into today's episode of Loki. So we'll get to that uh, in the second half of the show when we do full Loki spoilers. Anybody surprised by anybody want to talk about Fantastic Forecasting not happening? Yeah, well, I, I I'm trying to get cast as the thing, so hopefully I still have a shot at that. <laughs> let's go, let's go, get some prosthetics on Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I, I I'll call next time I talk to Feige. I'm going to put in the good word for you. Yeah, that or Hulk, because uh, I'm tired of Professor Hulk. He ruined it for me. So <laughs> listen, you know. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be honest with you, and this is going to be a take that people a lot of I know our audience loves Professor Hulk. I miss like the smash everything yes. scary Hulk. And I will forever yes. miss that. And the thought of never getting that again. Like I remember even like, what was it? 2005 when Ang Lee's Hulk came out movie. Wasn't great. Still just as a Hulk fan, it was great to see a character that was acting that way. Like yes. those early incredible Hulk movie in 2009. Or, you can't yeah. build on that and like have like Avengers and then Thor Ragnarok only to get this punk Hulk who does nothing in the movie. Like, come on, like, like we get that final battle scene and we get you know Hulk with one arm. Like, I didn't need all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for Rage Monster Hulk again. Yes. But, uh, I just don't see how that's going to come back around. I don't know. I don't know. Him and She Hulk. She Hulk's got to beat some sense in him. Hopefully, beat some beat some logic out of him. Make him, <laughs> make him a simple Hulk again. Uh, Charles Roven. I talked to Charles Roven this week. I went to the set of the Suicide Squad, and to supplement our coverage on ComicBook.com, I got an opportunity to talk with Charles Roven last week, who produced movies like Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Justice League, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, um, and also the upcoming The Suicide Squad, which I think is going to be awesome. You can read all about my time on the set on the site if you go to ComicBook.com/DC. The top article that is pinned to the top of that side of our site is all about what we saw on set. Um, and also thanks to James Gunn for retweeting our video. That was really cool. Um, but I had to ask uh, per boss's orders to Charles <laughs> Roven, uh, does he think a Marvel DC crossover is possible? Because James Gunn said he pitched this around to some people never just kind of casually. 
And Rovin said, never say never. So, of course, this becomes a story. Uh, realistically, I think none of us expect this to happen. Would we watch it? Yeah, absolutely. But I, it's not going to Aaron, come on. It's not going to happen. Uh, Jetta, what, what was the comic event that they all were, like, willingly leading us all into, like, a, a year and a half ago? They were saying, like, some sort of, like, oh, crisis. Like, no, yeah. it was the thing where during um, COVID, when the comic industry kind of shut down, people were trying to theorize, like, what would, what would it take to kind of, like, boost sales of comics? And people were like, what if we did another Marvel-DC crossover? Because those have happened in the comics before. But mm-hmm. they are even just a logistical nightmare to pull off as a comic book. So, like, I cannot even imagine trying to do that in live action in any capacity or even like in an animated movie it would be way too much to go into that but i i feel like it could never happen just the budget to pay the actors alone <laughs> for yeah. just to pay these people to show up would be so outrageous <laughs> out of the box before we even get into special effects or marketing yeah. or finding someone who's going to freaking direct that knowing that hey this could go very <laughs> badly you'll never direct another superhero movie again no. It's just a lot to think about. But and then you have to get Downey to follow people again. Like, <laughs> you're just asking too much. You're just asking too much. <laughs> the only way I'd want to see it is if it was just like this offshoot, completely unrelated to both canons. It's not MCU. It's not DCEU. It's the one-time box office draw with the same cast members. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. So we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, She-Hulk. We spoke about She-Hulk. She's going to break the fourth wall in the upcoming Disney Plus show. So that's cool. Uh, Jenna's excited. I see Jenna's getting happy. Jenna's excited for She-Hulk. So I am I'm extremely excited for She-Hulk, like so much so. Um, I It's been interesting to see the fan response to that report that came out earlier this week because people have been like, gosh, she's just copying Deadpool. I can't believe that this is just ripping off Deadpool. She-Hulk has been breaking the fourth wall since before Deadpool was created. And even then, Deadpool did not break the fourth wall when he initially started. It, that was kind of a thing that came later in his canon. And so... And anyone who has read like John Byrne's era of She-Hulk knows that that is a thing that she does. And it is a thing where she is aware that she's a Marvel Comics character. And that's part of the fun of the book. And so knowing that we're getting that in the TV show is super exciting to me because we've never had a character know that they're in the MCU. And I feel like there's a way for them to do that without being like too on the nose about it. So I'm just really excited to see how they handle that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be I think it'll be a great opportunity for humor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going to be really cool. I see uh, TJ's work. In the comment section, give me Daredevil and She-Hulk. Let's go. That's a, uh, I believe that's a reference to the fact that uh, Grace Randolph, a, oh, I'm getting a little blurry on the camera. <laughs> Grace Randolph said on Twitter uh, yesterday that Charlie Cox is Daredevil in She-Hulk. Um, it, I mean, f- I, I have been hearing from whisper networks of people who are often correct and sometimes not that that is true. I heard it before, well before Grace Randolph said that. She may have heard that as well. But I've also heard Charlie Cox is not the only Netflix hero who's going to be coming to the MCU. Now I'm hearing this from like that online whisper network of sources that are sometimes correct, sometimes wrong. I have no confirmation from Disney. I just hear this stuff from like the webs and the whisper. I, I literally call it the whisper network. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've just heard so much of that stuff, but I don't want to say anything here because I'm not here to confirm any of that's happening. I'm just hearing uh, that what has been said is accurate. And we will be see, we, we've already said on the podcast here that Cox is back in a movie this year. So that's really exciting stuff. Will will full, will Netflix and all those stories ever be fully integrated to the MCU? I don't know. Um, but even if I did know, I wouldn't say it here because I respect the people who make these things and I don't really want to spoil surprises. Uh, Text anyway. it to me. 
I'll let you know what I heard. I'll let you know what I heard. I'll, I'll message you. I just can't say it on here because then it's going to be all over Twitter. There's going to be articles about it. Uh, just let me, let, let me link it out. Okay. How about that? <laughs> I got you, bro. There's one, there's one that there's one that I really want to break. I want to break the news that this character is coming back, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. And I also don't want to ruin the surprise. So I got, I got some more, uh, some more work to do on that. But yeah, there's, there's, there's some of that stuff is coming back. And the last bit of news before we get into our Loki episode five breakdown, Hugh Jackman posted Wolverine art on his Instagram story made by boss logic. And then he posted a photo with Kevin Feige. Some people thought that uh, the photo with Feige was like in reference to the fact that they worked with Richard Donner uh, who passed away this week, uh, Superman director and Lauren Schuler Donner, uh, his wife who produced the X-Men movies and a lot more than that. Uh, but, and Feige was actually Donner's intern at one point. So he's learned a lot from Richard Donner. I don't think this means Wolverine is coming back with Hugh Jackman. I think if it meant that Hugh Jackman wouldn't have posted it, <laughs> you know, Jim, can you ever see somebody else playing Wolverine? No. And I refuse to watch Logan just because I don't want to see Wolverine die. So, you know, I, I want Wolverine to come back, but there's a lot of hoops to, like, make that story work, even though it could work. But, you know, I don't think I could see somebody else. I, I've seen other people say, like, who's the one guy um, from uh, – damn, what is he from? Um, it, it's really off topic that I know that he's from Sing. Uh, he's the oh, uh, Taron Anderson. Yeah, they were talking yeah. about him playing. I'm like, eh, that's not, you know, that's not Wolverine. So, you know, there's only one Wolverine, and that's Hugh Jackman. So he's got to come back somehow. <laughs> I, I would love to see Hugh in like a Secret Wars multiverse story, but I do think the MCU is going to recast that role. I yeah. think it's just inevitable. I think all those roles are going to go to new actors, uh, and maybe they'll kind of cherry pick some some of the highlights from the Fox mm. X-Men movies and, and give them kind of stories in the multiverse, which would be cool. I'm, I'm still waiting for Channing Tatum to have his uh, Gambit movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you, though. I wish that it would happen. Like, I, he, he is an oddly perfect Gambit. Like, I would have loved to have seen that movie that has stopped and started a dozen times and then just died. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh. That was just doomed before it even started like mm-hmm. you just like it wasn't even Channing Tatum being cast as Gambit that it was like this never it just felt like from the moment they even said a word about it we were all just like <laughs> is this movie ever going to happen like really <laughs> and, it, and it never did but, uh, there's yeah, a couple movies like that for me you know the old the next Tron movie like when was that ever going to happen yeah, you know, well, the next Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp oops that's not happening Avatar 2 what <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know. Does it even exist? Does it even actually exist? All right. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, it's full spoilers on Loki Episode 5. This is a great opportunity for you to follow us on Twitch, uh, the comic book channel, to retweet the show, go on Twitter and share our links, and uh, share our podcast if you're listening in audio form. And leave a five-star review. We'll be right back. the second half of phase zero episode 26 bd here joined with aaron perine jenna anderson and our special guest cam hayward we are diving into loki episode five the penultimate episode of season one 
Uh, and first, I want to shout out Issa Avocado 518 in the comments who said, yo, the Tomorrow War slaps on our live stream here on twitch.tv slash comic book. Off topic, but I started that movie last night. I got about five minutes into it, but I was like, I actually want to pay attention to this. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, and I have to watch Loki early in the morning. So just wanted to, so I'm going to go watch that movie this weekend. Good, good to hear Chris Pratt isn't isn't in that bad of a movie. Uh, all right, Loki episode five. We're going to go around the horn here with reactions. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen, so that means you get to start us off. What did you think of today's episode? Um, I guess if I had to say in like a phrase what the episode was like for me, it's just jam-packed. There was so much stuff that they tried to just absolutely jam in here while they could. Um, I was watching it on the projector in our room and I'm sitting there trying not to pause every 25, 30 seconds and be like, wait, did I just see? Yeah, that's what? Like, huh? I have more questions. All right, let's keep, let's keep rolling. Like, it's very, very good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I am worried a little bit about the pace for last episode. We've had some some things happen with these other shows. I really hope it sticks to landing. Very, very enjoyable. Say it, Aaron. Say it. The finales of the previous two shows were underwhelming. A little bit. Uh, you know, no, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't. Uh, Appease everybody, I guess is how no. I try to say it. You know, and I've I've said this every time I, I I say that I think those those finales were underwhelming. That they they were just not as good as the rest of the show. Like Wandavision was so fantastic that it was better than the finale. Same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. But uh, Cam, what do you think of today's episode? Man, I felt like Hiddleston for like the first like five minutes of the the show is like, wait, what's going on? What the hell just happened? <laughs> like, who are you? How did we get here? Like, there were so many damn questions I had through the entire show that, you know, I loved it because, you know, the last two episodes were a little bit slower and, you know, you got stuck in a few points, but I felt like this kept going. But, man, they got to hit this home, you know. I know Aaron said it like, you know, hopefully it just appeased to us and like we're ready for it. You know, there are so many there's so much hype behind this last episode that um, I'm going to be pretty disappointed if they if they blow this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of momentum. Jenna, what do you think? I was shook, honestly, like the amount of times that I like leapt off of the couch when something showed up on screen. Like I felt bad for my boyfriend because I just kept like touching his shoulder, just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, the. The amount of just fan service and just really cool Easter eggs that I did not expect to ever see in the MCU were just like, this is just absolutely insane. I also like, I, I am apprehensive going into the finale because I feel like that's an understandable thing. But I kept worrying as we were watching the episode, like every time they like just stood on the mountain and like overlooked Elias, I was like, is the episode going to end here? Like, yeah. are we going to wait until <laughs> next week to see them fight the giant cloud monster? And so the fact that we actually got that and then now we're going into the finale is like, OK, I have no clue what is going to happen. Like they I thought that what was the third act of this episode was going to stretch into the finale. And now they have like a whole new territory to operate on instead. It, it, it has really been broken up by locations, I think, through these episodes, and it's been really smart uh, how they've done that and kept it fresh. It's been so twisty, like so <laughs> as as Detective Pikachu would say, very twisty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we we're gonna run through all. I have a full list of Easter eggs uh, in my little rundown here. But uh, first, I just want to run through the story of the show, and then we will name all of the Easter eggs. Uh, and for, I, I thought the episode was really good. I, I'm, I'm at. I, I just feel like I could the whole time. I couldn't get over my worry of how it's going to end. And but it, it didn't. Like I, I thought it was the fan service was fantastic with all of the Easter eggs. The 
multiple Loki stuff was genius. Like Loki mm. saw what we've been seeing Loki do for so long. And he was just like, are you kidding me? Like, am, is this really what I do? And he was like, yeah, bro, that is what you do. So it was really cool. I loved seeing that. And I liked the twist that the, the president Loki, the vote Loki homage was actually an alternate Loki. And that was in the trailer all along. And we had, we never thought of it. Like we never thought this was anybody, but our Loki who was leading a ragtag gang of survivors in this post-apocalyptic wasteland. Uh, but yeah, so now we're going to talk about, Lo oh, I, my first talking point here. Loki is more powerful than we and he thought. Uh, we saw Loki create all of Asgard as an illusion. Our Loki learned to enchant. Um, Jenna, how much, how much, uh, how much you think Loki's going to take with him beyond this show? I, I just love the arc of what, like as much as Loki is actually learning powers, I feel like the arc of him, like accepting himself and realizing like what he is capable of as a person and not just pigeonholing himself into the Loki timeline that we've already seen. I love that aspect of it. I know Nicole drama, our coworker has written some really good pieces about that, that specific aspect. So I, I'm just any power that he picks up, from here going forward, I think it's going to be really cool. Like we had already seen a couple episodes ago of like him throwing the horns to fight people the way that Sylvie did. So I, I feel like there's going to be little, like more moments of that, of him getting kind of cool things to take with him. I want to see more alligator Loki, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> alligator Loki got a delightful amount of screen time in this episode. I love, I love when he took off his, uh, when he bit off President Loki's uh, hand. Yes. How comic book accurate was that? You know, but uh, you know, just along with those, I think the coolest thing is going to be if he does. I would love for Loki to be in like Love of Thunder and be like, "Brother, I'm totally different now. Like, I do all this other stuff. You can't even. You're not even on my level." So, like, <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for that to happen, and you know, him to be even more powerful now. Yeah, I mean, this Loki has gone through so much in like the maybe a week that has passed since he tried to invade New York that I think if he thought if he saw Thor again, he could just outsmart him and trick him. <laughs> so it was it's not hard to outsmart Thor, if we're being honest. But uh, he he certainly has picked up some new tricks along this way. Uh, did, there's there's a theory going around. I've seen this on Twitter. I had this thought. I didn't want to put too much thought into it because my tinfoil hat gets real tight. Uh, and I, I, like to, I like to choose what I stuff in there. But the, the old Loki, Richard E. Grant's Loki, who was fantastic in this episode, by the way, uh, said that he played dead when Thanos attacked them. And then he just kind of went into hiding. So the internet is kind of like, well, is that just our Loki, but old now? Like, is he saying that our Loki in Infinity War was a, was a fake and he actually played dead? Anybody mm -hmm. want to weigh in? I feel like anything's possible. I don't know. Like we've already, like we're already two years out from Infinity or three years out from Infinity War and two years out from Endgame. And we've already seen so many little things just kind of get like retconned or like shoved aside as they need to. So if they wanted to eventually just say like, oh, our Loki never died, then like that would be cool. But I feel like the we've gotten so much content from him already that I feel like if, if it still ends with him dying in Infinity War, then like that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was an interesting theory. Like, I, I don't think he's going to have survived Infinity War. Uh, I think I think Thanos meant it. No, no resurrections this time. But here we are, a whole Loki show. A whole Loki show. Uh, Eliath the Usurper is a comics uh, character beast. It's a transtemporal entity. Uh, it exists as a barrier for Kang's world and, like, 
the 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 it's called the void is like limbo in comics, right? Yeah. Right. So I like first of all, Elias looked awesome. Elias, it's, it's great to see the smoke monster from Lost is still getting work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was they. I, I don't know. Like uh, Elioth eventually wrecks the TVA in comics. So I mean, Cam, you think you think Elioth is done here? No, he's got to ruin the TVA. Like I've been saying this, I've been like Loki. Just bring as much hell as you can to the TVA. Screw up as much as possible so we get that multi multi. How do I say it? multiversal war? I don't know, but you know, <laughs> you know, I, I hope as much destruction in this last episode, and everybody just everybody just goes about their day. You know, no more variants, and just go back to your world. <laughs> it's it's going to be so. Like my big question really is: Does this is this going to lead into Doctor Strange and Spider Man? Because during that Disney Investor Day, Kevin Feige specifically said WandaVision leads into Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. He didn't say that about Loki. And Loki feels like at this point, having watched WandaVision, like it could be more tied to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange than WandaVision was, aside from the fact that Wanda obviously goes from WandaVision to Doctor Strange. Because this is all multiverse stuff that we might be seeing if we if we ever stop with the pump fakes and actually embrace the fact <laughs> that like, like there are alternate universes that we can travel between. Uh, I guess we kind of acknowledge that in having all of these Lokis. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of questions and only one episode to find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? If you guys have questions in the comment section, feel free to drop them in there. We, uh, we will try to get to as many as we can. Uh, Kid Loki obviously seems before another young Avenger dropped into the MCU said he killed Thor. Do we believe him? He had the energy where I'm like, he could get away with that. Like, I, I trust that that kid Loki could have done that. Well, it was a boss move when he said it, you know, and yeah. then after he's like drinking like the high sea orange, I'm like, yes. damn, this, this dude, <laughs> this dude's the real deal. Like, you just killed Thor and you just, you just drinking a high sea. How you do that? And then you're just leading these dudes, this old man and this one dude with the hammer. You're just telling them what to do and you got a, a alligator. How does that work? Or a crocodile? I'm sorry. Crokey. Crokey. It's our mask. It's one of our two mascots, Crokey yes. and Lil Icky, the legends. <laughs> Aaron, are you, are you trusting any of the Lokis besides? Besides Richard E. Grant Loki, who made the sacrifice to save all the Lokis, um, I it, they did turn on each other real quick. It did <laughs> it did get real real like like weird. Uh, with a Rube Goldberg machine rat trap, you drop a marble over here. This person takes this. This person takes that. That's my dagger. Stab that guy. The whole shot. It devolves so fast. And like you said, Brady, it was funny to see Tom Hiddleston's like horrified, like, oh, this is what happens when I screw things up. Oh, man, this is not fun. I'm going to squeeze by y'all. All right. Thank you. Um, so I think that you probably can trust Kit Loki, although I know at least you would think in a Young Avengers movie, they would be like, why should we trust you? You know what I mean? And that would probably be a part of his character. Also, man, we got a lot, a lot of young Avengers running around now. We got almost the whole team running around now. They, they're gonna, you're gonna ask Feige about that, Brandon. And he's gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have that. Plan. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? All of them are right here. All of them are just standing there in the background. They're in the frame of the Zoom right now, Kevin Feige. What do we want, man? <laughs> I want to. I mean, like, so who all do we have? We have Billy, Tommy, Kid Loki. Uh, we're gonna have Hale, uh, Kate Bishop. We have Yelena, like all these eligible characters. There's, there's Eli, no, Eli, 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 Eli,
Come on. Oh, yeah. Morales yeah. coming. I mean, therefore, give me Amadeus Cho. Come on. Oh, that'd be sweet. Give me Miles Morales. I want yeah. to see a live action Miles Morales in the new Avengers. How sweet would that be? Yeah. I mean, we already got uh, Aaron Davis. Yeah. In, in Spider-Man Homecoming, like, is that just, that can't just be a loose end that's going on turn that his uncle is in the <laughs> MCU and he's not. So they don't do things like that up by accident. So hopefully, uh, you know, we get to Miles. That's, that's the yeah. guy. He's the hottest guy in the world right now. Yeah, think about it. You have Endgame, so you can progress the character five years. You know, now you get to see where he's at. Oh, that would be sweet. I mean, imagine if he, like, took over Spider-Man duties in New York while Peter wasn't mm. there. Like, mm. He felt like somebody needed to fill that void because we know Peter got snapped. That would be interesting, too. Spider-Man, no way home. Um, Spider-Man, home. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, Sony gave the rights to go home. <laughs> um, uh, I had, there was a question in the comments from Alex Cosman 94 a couple minutes ago. Um, do you think Kang created the TVA and do you think Loki will appear in Thor 4? So that's two questions. Uh, we kinda, I think we kind of already touched on the Thor 4 thing. I personally don't think so. Just partially because of production like during COVID and he was filming this and all that and like going down to Australia would have been easy, but I don't know. They, it's Marvel. Anybody can make it happen. And what do you guys think? Is he going to be there? I don't know, honestly. Like I could see it, but it feels like Taika would have to do it in a way that would really make sense for both Loki, the show, and the, the, like how many people are involved with Love and Thunder. Like that movie is already yeah. so packed as it is that it feels like we don't necessarily need Loki in that ensemble for it to really work. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to be anywhere, it's where everyone else is. Spider-Man No Way Home. You know? <laughs> that movie has everybody in it. Uh, but do you think Kang created a TVA? I, per- I-, I like that theory. I think so. Cam, what are, you, are you digging this one? I know you've been doing your homework on Immortus and Kang. Yeah, man. I think it's Immortus. You know, I know it's a cop-out for Kang, but you know, I think it's got to lead somewhere. I, I know they want to at least introduce a character, but um, you know, we got to get somewhere to get to the Ant-Man quantum mania. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I wonder if we're just going to see Jonathan Majors at the end of this show, just kind of as Jonathan Majors, not like in any sort of transformed <laughs> Kang. Like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how Renslayer really fits into this. What the hell does she know? And like, where is she going to go with this? Like, I, have a, I have a theory about that, given like Kang and Ravona's relationship in the comics. Like basically he, he like decides like, I'm going to make you my princess. And it becomes this whole thing of like, she dies and then he dies and they like pull each other in and out of time and all this stuff. So my theory in like the confines of what we've already seen is that she was the first TVA agent. Like she was the first person that Kang like wiped the memories of and was like, you are going to work for the TVA. And so Hmm. she might still be a princess of this like 30th century kingdom that she is in the comics. But then it's like she, the only life that she knows is like as a TVA agent working for Kang. Hey, you're going to be my princess. I just need you to, you know, take these orphans and, exactly. like, you know, <laughs> get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a job for Anakin Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the only, my only issue with the Kang, Kang of it all is that the show has been called Loki. It is all about Loki being a hero and a villain and getting to, like, deal with himself and being behind schemes. So to build up this entire first season of Loki to only leave off on a cliffhanger of like showing us that Kang created the TVA and then is part of Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania would feel really weird to me. Like it has to have a satisfying conclusion outside of 
who is behind the TVA if Kang is behind the TVA. Like there needs to be some sort of closure there. Maybe we take down the TVA and see that Kang needs to find alternate plans. I don't know, but I, I do have faith they're going to go ahead, Jenna. The way that I see it, like in the comics, there are so many different iterations of Kang that exist at one point in time. Like that literally becomes part of his arc is like Immortus sits in limbo and is basically like, I want Ravona to help me get rid of all of the other Kangs so that I can be the only one because all of the other ones annoy me. And so I think there's a way to still have it be where Immortus is behind the TVA and he's like this older, grislier Kang. And but then we also have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Kang, who is like probably a little bit newer and is like more formidable of a villain in, in the long term. So I think that there's a way to do both without really minimizing it. It's just like we could see Kang at like wildly different points in his journey. Yeah. And I mean, actually, the first Easter egg I want to talk about really points that out. Uh, in the opening shot of the episode, if you look when they when the, the, the drone shot kind of is just flying in through the void, you see Stark Tower, which we saw in last week's episode at the end of it, but Stark Tower has Q-E-N-G written on it, Kang, and Q-E-N-G, Kang Enterprises, is a business that Nathaniel Richards starts because Nathaniel Richards operates as Mr. Griffin because versions of Kang, like pieces of Kang, get left in these different timelines, and he's stuck there. It's kind of like a time firewall won't let him out. So Nathaniel Richards, who is the father to Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, just starts this Kang Enterprises and maybe Kang has already been planted because we still don't know who bought Avengers Tower. And I was just thinking about this last night. I actually wish I tweeted (laughs) when I was thinking about it because it came into, it became a factor in today's episode Uh, in some version of this world, a version of Kang, Nathaniel Richards, if they're going comics accurate, bought Stark Tower. And I find that tremendously interesting. Um, yeah, I, that's that, <laughs> this is the Brandon Davis corner. This is it. Man. This is the defining yeah. argument Power. of our entire existence on phase zero has been wondering who the heck bought Avengers Tower. <laughs> and we're going to get it at some point. I don't know when, Brandon. I want this for you. I want this for you, dog. Yeah. I lay awake at night, man. I lay awake <laughs> and I look at the ceiling and I'm just like picturing Avengers Tower. I'm like, who did it? Who did it? Who bought it? And who's on the deed? Uh, but it might be. I, I honestly wonder. Do you think that this is something they could have done before Disney bought Fox? Because Nathaniel Richards first appeared in a Fantastic Four comic. Kang Enterprises is a product of like Fantastic Four dissension or descent, whatever. So, do you think like this? Like maybe this is the first sign that they're using Fox properties. I mean, they also use Selby, who I who is a mutant in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I don't think she was a mutant. But it's interesting to think about that kind of stuff. Well, then they already used Madripoor and Captain and the Warner, Warner Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. wouldn't that be considered, like, their first, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Didn't that's they true. have, like, Mystique out there on, like, on something and, like, they, oh, they, they had to, like, rip Connie and, like, make sure, like, nobody could look at this anymore after it was already out there? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a, a slip up. <laughs> Like, what do you do? Like, oops, I'm sorry. Like, oh, you got to pay this fine now because we, you know, broke the agreement or something. How does that even work? Like, you know, you just told us you're getting X-Men. Like, I'm just about to leak it. I'm about to have my fun with it. <laughs> so so what Cam is talking about here is they did this website. And I think this is what you're talking about. They, they made yeah. this website, Explore Madripoor. And yeah. when it first launched, there was like Marvel Easter eggs in the sh- in like these shipping container documents that you could dig through. And they were randomly generated. And you could find things like Krakoa and Mystique and Shang-Chi and all sorts of just different 
Marvel references, but a lot of them included X-Men ties uh, and names and locations. It was quickly removed and it was definitely, uh, I know that it was uploaded there as a mistake. Like it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be there. And as soon as that all kind of came out, it was like, oh crap, we don't want this to pull away from Falcon and Winter Soldier because we know there's no X-Men ties in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But Madripoor and like the the Kitty, but what's the, the Logan's Bar? What's um, the name of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Princess Kitty Bar? Uh, something along those lines yeah his bar that he owned in comics was in Madripoor and stuff like that so yeah they they certainly have started to dabble with some of the Fox stuff and this is just another example then uh, but not the first so thank you for pointing that out Um, and and so I mean I guess I wanted to say is that Chronopolis at the end when Alliance is destroyed right canonically in the comics Immortus makes a castle in Chronopolis and that's just like where he sits when he's dealing with stuff in limbo and so in my in my mind that has to be what we're seeing I think so and it's interesting because if you re- I, I was talking to Jim Viscardi who is still banned from the show uh, I was just about to say he did show up in the chat which is perfect considering the easter egg that we're going to talk about in a little bit I know it's something that Jim has been obsessed with for years so perfect timing yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but I was talking to him and I, I was pointing out like if you remember an ant-man and the wasp when they, there's like a really quick scene moving through the quantum realm you can see a city in the quantum realm mm-hmm. and i'm wondering is this chronopolis is that also chronopolis like are, is this the same thing and is did this Eliath gate just open a a portal to the quantum realm where we can mm. really just we know kang is an ant-man and the wasp quantumania like is this just setting that up mm-hmm. uh, i think so like, even before we saw this today, I was under the impression that, like, that city would be Chronopolis. So I could totally see them doing it because I don't know how else you introduce Kang in Ant-Man without it being a thing of, like, we're just going to ignore the Quantum City again. So that seems to make the most sense. I love thinking, like, now that Limbo is literally, like, just a small speck, like, <laughs> in, in, in Ant-Man. So, like, you know, it would be interesting to see. But um, hopefully they just... Like I said, I just hope everything blows up and everything is destroyed and, you know, Chronopolis is here and, you know, we can all access it. And, you know, I want to see how they deal with this in Secret Wars, because I feel like like they haven't announced the title. But like, let's be honest, it's on its way. Like you're you're stupid to think otherwise. Has to be. Has to be on the way. And I mean, I'm okay if the Russo brothers don't direct it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay if they do, but I'm also okay if they find somebody new uh, who can put their stamp on a big Marvel movie. But I'm, I kind of worry, like, is Doctor Strange secret, like the Mar- the MCU version of Secret Wars? I don't know. I hope not. I hope we get an all out like Secret Wars, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, now we're going to run through some of the Easter eggs. Jenna, if you want to run through some of these, I've been doing a lot of talking today, uh, <laughs> but I know you have the, uh, the Google, the Google doc open. If you want to run through some, we can bounce off here mm-hmm. and uh, run through some of these. Yeah. So there was a living tribunal head, which that is interesting in and of itself. Um, the one that, one of the ones that made me kind of jump out of my chair was a giant yellow jacket head. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, there was a scene or there was some universe or some timeline where yellow jacket got very big, which I, I think that is very cool. And then the Thanos copter, which is a thing that people have wanted. 
<laughs> Jim Viscardi especially, um, to the point where I remember we were writing up theories of like, is Thanos's blade in Endgame like secretly the the blade from the top of the Thanos copter? Like we were trying to grasp at straws, and then there it is, just sitting there in limbo, which is just very cool. <laughs> um, because yes, Thanos canonically had a helicopter with his name on the side of it. Because why wouldn't he? <laughs> um, just think about that in like Endgame though. Like I know. imagine him like riding around in a copter and being like Iron Man's like, what the hell? You think she's gonna destroy me with that? Like <laughs> that movie would have went a lot faster if they just had a copter. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just picturing Thanos like holding on to the little the little belt of the coffin looking down at the side. Just like, like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, kind of. Yeah. 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 How, we didn't know it was you, so you put Thanos on the side. So comic booky. Like it is so stupid, but it is so perfectly like encapsulates what comic books are capable of. Like, of course, right. this big space villain would have his name on the side of a helicopter. Um, and then like the other big one, like I'll, I'll let everyone else kind of run down the other ones, but like Throg, we got Throg. He was in a jar buried in limbo. He was trying to get Mjolnir and couldn't quite jump up to get him. I, I like leapt out of my chair. Like I was so excited. Cause it's like when we got alligator Loki, it's like, are we going to get Throg? Are we going to get a mention to Throg? And it's like, no, there he just is in a little jar, which is just insane. <laughs> Today was well, like a cool. huge win. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just thinking because it's like, uh, you know, Battleground is like a big thing for like, or like, you know, Contest of the Champions or, you know, it kind of all leads to Secret Wars and like, you know, I'm all for it and like, I would love to see like Peter Parker with like throw on his shoulder. Like, like how cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, listen, Howard the Duck was in the final battle in Endgame. So if Throg could show up anywhere in, uh, in one of these future battles, uh, but also the Throg jar that he was in had a label T3 365, which is uh, the first appearance of Thor the Thunderfrog was in Thor number 365 like a bazillion years ago. Um, if There was also two major ships in the back there. I saw people on Twitter saying they saw a B-Wing from Star Wars. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen it. I there was something it. that looked very Star Wars-y, but I was like, I will let the internet figure out what that is because yeah. I was like, I have no idea. I'm going to do more digging. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was, there was, there was yeah. a shield helicarrier down in the background, which is interesting because that took me to Deadpool too. Uh, <laughs> when, when there was this downed helicarrier, which certainly looked like a shield helicarrier, but legally couldn't be. Uh, uh, and there was also Ronan's ship, the Dark Aster from the first Guardians mm-hmm. movie was down in the background too. Uh, and there was a real world ship. This is interesting. There's a the USS Eldridge, it, the ship that appeared with all the sailors on it to show us what Eliath is capable of. In the in our world, there is a story of the USS Eldridge, which was like a Navy ship that was part of the Philadelphia experiment, which was basically trying to deal with like making our ships invisible to radar or in general. No, I'm not really sure. But the ship that they were trying to make invisible went missing. Like it just disappeared. And it's just like kind of like where nobody knows. There is no answer to this. And Loki, just like D.B. Cooper, is trying to like apply like a, a fun little explanation for where the USS Eldridge went. I think that's fun. So we're going to apply like every like missing, like plane, like is lost going to end up there. Like a million air hearts is going to go flying, <laughs> yeah. flying through the sky. Like, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, I hope they just, I hope they bring lost back. Like I would love to see like Jack and everybody just, you know, you know, Mr. Echo just hanging out there. Like how cool would that be? Dude, I have a tattoo from Lost, man. Nobody wants that more than me, I assure you. I want to see John Locke just just look at Loki and be like, don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever. I just want him in his wheelchair, too, because, like, just to make him feel small, because, like... 
the way he he did that was awesome. And then magically he just starts walking. Like, how about that? He comes off a plane and can walk. Like, you couldn't ask for a better story. <laughs> the island had magical powers. Locke was the best character on that show for me. That's my, that's, that's one of my favorite characters in anything ever. Uh, and I think he was he was. I love that character. Um, Also, the episode of the show was titled Journey into Mystery, which is the original title of like Thor and Loki comics back when they were being published by Atlas Comics before it was even Marvel. Um, And there was a game. Have you guys heard of this game, the Polybius arcade game? I hadn't until this morning, which is surprising because I love this kind of like weird conspiracy urban legend stuff. So, yeah, I, I know this is like right up Nick Floyd's alley, one of our video editors. Sure. He knew about this already, but there's this game. I think it was in the 80s. It was like this arcade game that people said was popping up randomly and it would like hypnotize you and it would take data from your mind and put it in the game and give it to the government. And then apparently all these arcade machines just went missing and there are accounts of people who say they played it and people who say they saw them and they say that these men in black came and took these games away. And they're just, and there's no actual record of them. There's no photos of these things. Uh, And it's just a fun little thing to put it in there. Uh, And maybe that's what inspired the men in black movies. I don't know. These dudes just come in and erase your memory. Well, like when you think about it, I feel like that like leads me to like YouTube where like they would have like the, the spiral hypnotizing. And then you look at it and then someone pops out and says, ah, like, (laughs) like, gotcha. Like, I, 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 I hated those. Hated those. those. I also lay awake at night and I think (laughs) there's a lot of things apparently that keep me up at night. We're learning Um, a lot about you today. (laughs) And there hasn't been one impression yet and we only have a few minutes left. We've made it through a whole episode and I haven't ruined it with an impression. Uh, I need the Owen Wilson impression right now. Oh, wow. wow. I'm always looking up at you. It, it feels feels appropriate. Uh, so now before we wrap up, I want to do just everybody's kind of, it doesn't have to be a prediction for the whole show. It could be one specific moment. It could be anything you think could happen. Uh, but something we're going to see as broad or as simple as you want it to be in the finale. Aaron, again, you're up top. So uh, start us off. So they've people have gotten around Jonathan Majors and asked, of course, is he going to be in this? And I wish, me and Jen, I think we talked about this. We wish we could have actually seen the interaction because he's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I am kind of expecting him to pop up now. I, I am. He signed some comic book Kang like two days ago in a comic shop in like Portland. So it's mm. like they're getting to the point where they're letting him acknowledge some of the stuff. And you know how Kevin Feige is about um, when you acknowledge the things out of order. I got scared for BD earlier when he was talking about that scoop thing because his camera got all fuzzy. I'm like, oh no, the ninjas got him. They got him. Don't say BD. Um, so I think we'll see him. I think it'll set that up. I actually think Cam might be right. I think that they might have enchanted the, the the smoke monster towards the TVA and it'll eat it. And then I guess season two will be like real life legends of tomorrow. <laughs> Just a group of variant Loki's going around the timeline to fix random shenanigans and meet other variant versions of other heroes in other versions of themselves, like pirate Falcon and all sorts of other weird stuff. Uh, you know, hopefully they can get, Peggy Carter back to be Captain America and not just in the what if series. So we'll see, but I think that's what we're headed towards. 
I dig it. I dig it. Jenna, what are you thinking? What do you want to say? I agree with Aaron. Like, I feel like we are getting Jonathan Majors in next week's episode in one way or another. I would not be surprised if it's like him as Immortus and that's how we kind of tee up the Kang stuff. Because that feels like such an interesting way to introduce that character to mainstream audiences of like kind of the reverse of what people are used to. Um, And then like, I am still of the belief that we are going to get the Squadron Supreme in some capacity because those rumors surrounding the show were way too specific for it to necessarily be completely thrown out so i would not be surprised if that is part of season two of the setup of like oh hey the timeline is blown open we've seen what immortus has done and so then here is this alternate group of heroes that now we have to deal with in season two cam it's up to you damn you put the pressure on me okay (laughs) no so i feel like immortus is definitely going to show up um and then i feel like uh kid loki is going to be released somehow into our timeline and I'm all for the young Avengers, but I, I don't know where this leaves us with everything else. Like, are we just going to get a bunch of variants? Like, are we, is that going to be like the next season of it? Like, how does this keep progressing? I, I'm all for it. I just don't know how you keep saying like, you know, Hey, we have a TDA, even though we, you know, we're about to get rid of it, but we want to keep the timeline in, in flux. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we lose the TVA in this finale because I think the future of the MCU is going to be very dependent on like the immediate future, yeah. dependent on having some of these variants like Toby and Andrew as Spider Man in No Way Home. They're, they would be labeled as variants to us, but to them, they are their own. So, uh, you know, we already saw J.K. Simmons is back and stuff like that. So we 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 know there are alternate versions of some of these characters. Maybe that's how some of the Netflix stuff's going to come into play. How uh, cool would it be if they just leaked Toby Maguire at the end, coming through the portal? Yeah, like, like how nuts would that be? My, I, that, was, would, that would make us waiting for the trailer for so long almost worth it. Like yes. if we got something like that. Yes. <laughs> Listen, that trailer was supposed to come out, and it 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 it, it didn't. So it uh, it'll be it here. Comes soon. Out tonight. It comes out tonight. I got it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it he's hey text me text it to me we'll, we'll, we'll just swap a couple things uh but yeah i think i think we lose the tva in the finale i think we do get an update on mobius and mm-hmm. where his life goes or can go from here uh, yeah i was just about to say we have to see him on a jet ski also yes. the car that he was driving which was not the pizza planet truck even though i've seen a lot of people online joke about that um had the license plate grunwald like without the vowels which i thought was just really cool since that's oh uh, that's really kind cool of based on. so that i just love that little detail but yeah he has to ride a jet ski i need that to happen <laughs> Yeah, we, we need to uh, we need to see Mobius ride off happily ever after into a jet ski. He deserves it. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, but that uh, I think that wraps up today's show pretty nicely. I think today's episode of Loki was great. I think today's episode of Phase Zero was a lot of fun. The comment section has been going nonstop. And I hope everybody who's listening in audio form uh, had a good time. If you have questions for Black Widow writer Eric Parison or old Loki actor Richard E. Grant or Miss Minutes voice Tara Strong. Hit me up on Twitter because I'm talking to all those folks this week and we're going to do a bonus episode of Phase Zero on Friday to talk about Black Widow. Two episodes in one week. You live in the best timeline. Uh, <laughs> Jenna, any last words for today's show? Nope. Just find me on social media at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Aaron, hit us with your sign off. Uh, so I'm at Summer Lake Hornet on Twitter. Uh, can't wait to see Black Widow. Finally. It's been so long. So I can't long. wait for you to join the club. I know. Oh, we got to do this, bro. I know. Listen, 
No, they're, they're bragging, bro. Like we didn't even get a chance. Like, <laughs> like it was no fun. Like they're all, oh, it's the greatest movie ever. Like, damn, like we didn't see it. We are kids <laughs> outside of the theme park, waiting our turn. Like, man, that looked fun. I saw a review they posted on Marvel.com or, or on, on Marvel's Instagram that somebody called it the best Marvel movie, period. And I was like, okay, I liked it a lot. But that's that's a bold take. But hey, opinions, everybody has their own. And, and uh, uh, it's a very good movie. So I, I respect it. Uh, also, Cam, shout out uh, Jamie because Jamie was mentioned in, a, in an ad for Widow, oh, yeah. like her yes. review, like, which that was super cool. Jamie was, uh, it said, well worth the wait on a commercial that's playing on TV. So you may see Phase Zero uh, co-host Jamie Girac's name on your TV screens when you're watching the NBA Finals or whatever it is you are uh, checking out on, on ESPN and ABC and stuff. Uh, Cam, dude, you are a fantastic guest. Your Marvel knowledge clearly runs deep. I, I think I speak for all of us when we say we're very impressed and we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Any, any, uh, any final words here? Man, thank you for having me. It's been a blast just talking with you guys. Man, uh, after this, I'm just gonna have to rewatch everything because I feel like my 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 brain is like scrambled right now. Like I don't I don't know where I'm at. Like Jenna was do- dropping all this knowledge, and I was like, oh shoot, I don't know nothing. Like I feel terrible. Like I was even on this show, so I appreciate you guys having me though. Of course, dude. I look forward to your uh, your Black Widow review. <laughs> It'll be better than Stephen Dorff's. I promise that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. All right, everybody. If you happen to be uh, at the Regal Opry Mills tomorrow night, give me a shout. I'll be out there at IMAX watching Black Widow, and I love meeting you guys out there. So uh, have a great weekend. Happy Black Widow weekend. Enjoy episode five of Loki if you're rewatching it, and hit me up at Brandon Davis BD. Share Phase Zero with your friends, all that good stuff. We love building a community, having special guests like we did today, and having fun with it. So I hope you all had a good time. See you on Friday for our bonus episode. Peace out.